Welcome to the Producer Mindset. You're looking for a real estate and business podcast that is raw, unfiltered, and authentic. A podcast that gives you insight into the growth strategies of industry titans. Well, here it is. Get ready for an amazing ride as your hosts, Josh McQuaig and Michael Rivero, talk weekly with special guests about the most important topics in the industry today. And now, here are your hosts, Josh McQuaig and Michael Rivero. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Producer Mindset Podcast, a podcast where we're talking all things real estate, particularly from a branding and a marketing standpoint. Anyways, uh, today with Josh, we'll be talking about how it is your turn to build your personal brand and how to exactly start developing that particular personal brand. So... I mean, do you want to go ahead and get them started, Josh? Do you want me to get them started? I mean, like, first off, how's it going? Going great. Going great. Feeling good. That's Drawing awesome. my personal brand. Um, yeah, personal branding. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's, it starts with, you know, actually being okay with showing yourself and speaking to people. Um, through this on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, the first step in actually starting to grow your personal brand is getting over the mental barrier of talking to your phone or talking to a camera. So do you feel like developing a personal brand does require being on video? Absolutely, yeah. You have to, you know, it, it depends on what you're trying to do within real estate. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, you know, make sure that your potential buyers, potential sellers know you like you and trust you. And the fastest way to do that is through video. So if you're trying to build your personal brand in the most efficient and effective way, video is going to be your best friend. Um, And that's sharing, you know, we like to talk about the 33% approach, which is sharing not only your personal life, but your business life, and also, um, you know, breaking that down a little further, going into your hobbies and sharing your, your specific hobbies. So what we like to say is the 33% approach, splitting those three things equally, um, and, you know, making it be known on social media. Facts. Yeah. So from, from like, You know, we've been working on our personal brand for the last, I would say, for the last year and a half, right? Um, What are some things that, I mean, you saw back then when we first started and that you see now that are consistent and relevant? And how do you feel like that's worked out for for your personal brand? Yeah, so you were the one that, you were doing this before I was doing this, um, as far as posting talking on your stories and growing your personal brand so when i started doing it june around june of last year um, when we started the company i started getting on my stories i started posting videos i started posting on a consistent basis um, maybe not every single day but pretty close to it and that consistency over time is now working in our favor, right? It's not gonna immediately have an impact. Actually, I take that back. It does immediately have an impact. And then after that first month or so of you being consistent, people, 
the people that reach out to you are the people that are your supporters that, you know, like to hear you talk on a day-to-day -day basis and, you know, show support. And then, you know, people aren't just going to every single post or every single story that you post respond to it and support you, right? So it's, but the thing is, they're still seeing it. And I'd say probably, you know, after two months or so, that kind of high of people reaching out to you after that initial period will drop. And then it, it starts to come back again. And people start, you know, reaching out to you that Know, weren't in your audience before but now are so mm -hmm. what I've seen personally is exactly that people reached out people stopped reaching out I maintained the consistency growing the audience within the specific niche and then now I've noticed that it's not so much of us reaching out it's more so responding to people so right. it's that initial year push of posting consistent content and still doing that, um, it's important, but you know, you'll notice that the tides kind of change. Over time. Well, and that's the, and that's just the big thing. So there's something that you mentioned in there, which was talking about the niche, right? So if, if you're, let's say a real estate agent, let me fix my camera right here. So if you're a real estate agent, uh, first and foremost, yes, you work with buyers, you work with sellers, you work with investors but you also have strategic partnerships with LOs, with other people, with your um, home stagers, I mean, different businesses, et cetera, right? But the number one thing uh, in developing a personal brand, uh, and this is just like my personal take, I believe is that you need to have a focus uh, and you need to be focused on creating content, specifically talking to the one person that you wanna do business with and you wanna get business from. Uh, in our particular case, when we started working on our content, uh, and this is again, like for the last year and a half now, uh, we've been really developing content specifically for real estate agents and loan officers, talking about all things social media marketing and branding, uh, how to better brand yourself, how to position yourself in front of your particular audience, things like that. Why did that actually help us? And it took, like you said, you know, it took some you know, doing consistent content, but why did that help? Because at this point, there are other businesses that are reaching out. There are different industries that are reaching out based on the amount of content that we've developed. But the one thing is that we were always looking to provide value in every single post, right? So I see a lot of real estate agents developing social media content, video. Um, so video, for example, and they're showing like little neighborhoods uh, in, their, in their area but they're not really given any context. They're showing themselves doing video. Um, let's say maybe they're cooking, but they're not really giving context. They're mm -hmm. doing questions about anything and everything, but they're not really giving context. So at the end of the day, whenever I see those videos or I come across these videos uh, as they're looking to develop their quote unquote personal brand, I don't see any direction. Uh, so I would say, the start of your personal brand really begins with you getting focused, right? Mm -hmm. And by getting focused, it simply means speak to the person that you actually want to do business with. This is going to create somewhat of an immediate filter so that people get either turned on or turned off. And if they're turned off, it's okay because haters that still watch your content are still giving you views, are still giving you likes, are still giving you comments. 
and even if they're giving you excuse my language shit, you know, they're still keeping up with your content. We've noticed that ourselves, you know, there's people that don't necessarily like what we preach, but they'll still pay attention and will still apply. There are mm. people that will go and set meetings with us to like start working together, but they're just somewhat afraid of pulling that trigger, but they'll listen to every tip and idea that we have to give. That's the kind of thing that we want because when they think branding or marketing, we're top of mind. So yeah. in your real estate business, when someone thinks real estate, you want to be top of mind. And that brings me to like point number two, which goes with the 33% rule of be being genuine in, in your space, in your field, right? So there's a level of sincerity and vulnerability that you need to develop uh, to share 33% of your personal life, whatever that is. So with that 33%, it's like, go ahead and take a look at the things about your personal life that you enjoy, love, and do all the time and see what you want to share. Because the second you do that, you can go ahead and decide that the 33% of our real estate that you're going to speak is actually 100% real estate because there's nothing that you should be shy about speaking in real estate. You should just be very specific to, you, to who you're talking to. And by you doing this, you're creating kind of a unique position, I feel like, a unique approach to showing yourself, yourself, being a little bit on the silly side, on the vulnerable side, right? And also, I mean, you're now providing more valuable content. And that's just like, there's a fine line between being fake and being genuine, I think, on social media. We all create, initially, we all create this freaking character that we're not. And it's like, I've started to realize that about myself, looking at a year's worth of content, I was trying to be like this big ass guru and all of these things, because that's literally the way that, you know, social media has played out to be. But now that I'm just kind of speaking my mind and I'm calling it like I see it and I'm speaking from a Michael voice, just like Josh, you're speaking from a Josh voice and we're not like regurgitating what other people are saying, essentially like there's a deeper connection, you know? And I think that's like, those two, it's like focusing on exactly who you're talking to and being genuine with yourself and putting that forward to the extent that you decide, that's like the baseline of developing a personal brand, if that makes sense. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, definitely. I like how, yeah, I should, definitely should have started out with focus. That's the most important part. Um, yeah. Making sure that you're not, you know, within real estate, you're targeting your specific area, your specific type of buyer or seller, um, and, you know, making sure to directly speak to them. Um, and, and that, you know, like, as you said, like directly speak to them, like share the story, you know, if you work, if you're a buyer's agent, go ahead and share the stories that you've had with your many buyers in the past and, huh. you know, how you help them through their problems. Essentially, you need to think about yourself as a guide that is simply helping someone maneuver through the real estate purchasing process. Uh, and by telling the story, people get compelled. They feel more attached. They feel like they're a part of it. You know, uh, that's something that you and I both do a lot. Whenever we're first presenting ourselves to agents, it's like, you know, we start by establishing our why they're very well aware of what we're doing and why we're, excuse me, why we're doing it, why we are working with real estate professionals they're very well aware because we share the story. Yep. And by sharing the story, what does that do for us? I want you to answer that one. Yeah. Sharing the story just, you know, allows people to 
put themselves into that story and ultimately, you know, they have that FOMO or they want that to happen to them. They want the, you know, happily ever after moment to be with them in the picture. And when you're telling a story, not only is it easy for people to comprehend what's, what's being said to them, as opposed to just, I sold this house, this is the market update, just, you know, new listing that's taking people through that storyline so that they can put themselves into the story. So it's kind of, you know, I would, I would definitely like somebody we had on the podcast or somebody that I guess it's going to be after this podcast that, that releases, but he's in California and that's his whole premise of what he's doing. He's showing people what it's actually like to experience a real estate transaction with him. And it's in a creative and very engaging way. And he built, you know, his business on social media by just sharing the story of what it's like to work with him. So sharing the story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing with it, like as you're building a personal brand and as you begin to tell stories, Josh, you mentioned this earlier. It's just like, being consistent, um, making sure that you have enough content going out on a regular basis. The reason why is because the social media uh, and just online engagement as a whole is dropping. So being able to maintain that top of mind awareness by being consistent is so key. Uh, and ultimately, I think as, you, as you're sharing the stories, as you're being genuine, as you're very focused, you just kind of have to be ready to fail with it. And you're, you're constantly failing forward in order to get to the next step of your personal brand. The way that we create content today is completely different than the way that we created content a year ago. Mm -hmm. A year ago, I didn't know exactly how to capture the attention of my audience right off the gate. A year ago, I didn't know what the hell to say on video. I just know I wanted to say something. A year ago, I couldn't keep eye contact with the lens because I was just like, Ugh, don't look at me, right? But like, if, you, if you're scared to fail, like go ahead and fail forward and just get up, keep going. And, you know, know that you're working, like you're working on your personal brand for your real estate business because you want to essentially explode your immediate network and create a positive impact in the people that are going to work with you in the future. Yep. That's, that's like the way that I approach it. That's the way I see it. And you might not believe it. You might not think it but why are there like now more than ever in the 20s right like why are there so many more successful real estate agents through social media why mm -hmm. is that we're not working like it's 1990 anymore we're not working like it's the 1980s where it was all about mailers and farming and all of that cool you know real estate jargon but it's it's more so like how are you elevating your sales pitch by connecting with more people the only way to do it is not through sharing the market update which personally i don't really care for because you're probably just posting that market update and you're not even explaining to me what that means yeah you know so that's pretty much it and like one of the big things that i i feel like following successful people that are developing their personal brand uh and just in general like understanding what about myself I want to share on social media as you're developing your personal brand 
is taking what I would consider the Ric Flair approach. Those of you that don't know who Ric Flair is, shame on you. Uh, Ric Flair is, in my eyes, like one of the greatest wrestlers and entertainers of all time. The reason why I say take his approach is because, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but his name, his, his real name is Ricard Flair. But you only know him as Ric Flair because this is a person that has lived his brand his entire life. Mm-hmm. There's no Ricard Flair or Fleer. It's Ric Flair. <laughs> That's all there is. So you take that approach where you're living your brand. You know, you're a living, breathing version of your brand where, where you're being resourceful, you're being personable, you're being likable. And essentially, in all aspects of your life and your business, whether you show it on social media or not, social media becomes your business card. You just did a post about this. But whether they meet you in person for the first time, the second they connect with you on social media, they, they should see the same exact person times 10. Agreed. You know, but yeah. uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I think that's like the way to like build uh, essentially your personal brand. I think that it's it's your if you're listening to this and you're not already working on your personal brand, it's your turn to try it. And again, like if you take anything out of what we just shared in this podcast, is be don't be afraid to fail forward because the second you start sharing one piece of yourself on social media you're going to see like the amount of deeper connections that you build online. And then you start taking those online relationships and you convert them offline. Right. Has that happened to you already, Josh? Absolutely. Can you give us a story or an example about that? Pretty much every client that we have is through reached through social media. So all of those relationships that we've built online are now offline relationships all we have to do is jump on a call with them meet up with them and then you know start the program so that's something that's been big is turning them into the offline relationships because if they're not offline relationships then you know you just have a community of people that you're not tapping into and how important is community in your opinion to i feel like we will differ on this particular answer but how important do you feel like it is to develop an online, um, whatchamacallit, like an online community for your personal brand? Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's kind of like your sphere of influence or it's your, you know, your audience, it's your community. Those are all pretty much the same things, right? Having a bunch of like-minded people at your disposal, you know, with the same common goal in mind, it's pretty valuable. That's why yep. Facebook groups are so big, right? Facts, facts. See, I, uh, I feel like, yes, you want to create a sphere of influence with your personal brand. But if, if, you, if you're much like me, so I, I, I personally feel like, yes, I want to develop such a sphere of influence to where people, again, know me, like me, and trust me. But I also see it with a grain of salt that I don't mind being the necessary evil, right? The thing that like, you're like, God damn it. I don't want to admit that I have to do this, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to admit that I'm working with 
with XYZ tools, but I'm going to use them because I know they're going to help my business. So you might feel shy about social media. You might feel shy about doing video and you might not even be proud to say that you're shy or that I don't want to do this, but it's a necessary evil that you need to take into account. And at the end of the day, that's going to give you a certain level of, of influence over your initial sphere and it's going to grow over time. Um, but you know, it's, it's just like, if, if this is the first time that you hear that you should build your personal brand and you're living under a rock, <laughs> uh, so go out there, go ahead and create your first video, get out your phone, create a one minute video. You're going to be staring at yourself the entire time on the phone and you're going to feel like you look dumb, stupid. You might even feel insecure to some extent, but then put it out there into the world and see how much people really care. If people come back to you with 150 negative comments, then sure, don't do it again because that would be scary to anybody. Hmm. But if somebody says, cool. right? But I, if even one person says, yo, that was cool, that was awesome, great job, or even gives you that like button, then you know you're making a difference, even if it's in small, granular, yet incremental ways. Um, but that's it. Uh, if you're a real estate agent listening to this, it's your turn to go ahead and build your personal brand. Share yourself to some extent. Use the 33% rule where 33% of it goes into your real estate business. Make sure that you're educating people about your business, about the experience that it is to work with you in your real estate business. 33% of it goes into your personal life. What about your life do you want to share? Mm -hmm. Should be what it could it be family? Could it be friends? Could it be the things that you like to do, the shows you like to watch? And 33% of it should be in hobbies. Maybe you enjoy running, maybe you enjoy hiking, maybe you enjoy going to the beach. Go ahead and share a little bit of that on your stories, on your feed, uh, and just see how much more people connect with you because you know you're bringing them as part of your day. Absolutely. Um, but that's it. Short and sweet little podcast. I yeah, think it drives the point home. Definitely. Um, Do you have any questions about how to actually start this or if you don't want to do it yourself and you just want somebody else to help you, uh, make sure to go to foundly.com slash TopShotPro and we'll jump on a call. Um, and if you're <laughs> listening to this on some type of podcasting app, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the other many there's then, like seven of them right now. A lot. Then it'll be in the description. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. That's and the last thing that you guys shouldn't forget is that top producers choose Top Shot Pro. That's it. All awesome. right, guys. Talk to you later. That's it for this episode of The Producer Mindset, but be sure to subscribe for more business tactics, marketing strategies, social media tips, and more to help you create a more profitable online presence as a top producer in your industry. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content and the most insightful guests. Thank you for listening.